Hi there, this is T. Johnny with Quirky and or Queer, a podcast about otherness. Join me as I interview people in the community. I talk to musicians, community workers, artists, comedians, and even my mother about otherness. How does this shape their careers, their romantic pursuits, creative projects, and shape their overall worldview? There are lots of laughs, plenty of tender moments, and some deep conversations. Find Quirky and or Queer on your favorite podcast app. Hey there, guys. It's Mark Adam from the Paranting Podcast. Join me and my co-host, Katie G, every week for a brand new episode. We talk about parenthood and kids. We talk about it from every single angle. We talk about the lows, the highs, the laughs, and the cries. Join us. Subscribe wherever fine podcasts are found. And don't forget to join our community. You can start by visiting us on Facebook, facebook.com slash parenting. It's like parenting with an A in the middle because we like to rant about stuff. Anyway, you get it. We'll see you there. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll soup. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Alright. Oh, hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and if you are a brand new listener, this is a drinking comedy podcast where I usually have friends and various guests on, and we talk about life over a couple drinks. And actually, this past Tuesday, Intoxicated had its two-year anniversary, so I have been doing this for two straight years. I've been yelling into this mic for two years. It's insane. It was super cool for that to happen uh, right off the heels of the big episode 100, which was a blast. That was a three-part episode. Pretty insane. I hope you guys enjoyed that and enjoyed the live stream. Just a reminder that the live stream is still up on our YouTube channel. It is also cut down into different segments as well. So definitely go check that out. If you just search Intoxicated, you will find the channel. I won't be able to get a custom URL until we hit 100 subscribers. So subscribe to us on YouTube as well and help us get to that 100 point. 
I am ridiculously excited for you guys to hear this week's episode. This was such a good one. I'm so excited to welcome Ruth McMullen from the Optimistically Depressed podcast to Intoxicated. I met Ruth at PodCamp, which is a like a digital media one-day conference here in Halifax. She did a presentation all about her story and her podcast, and I went up to her after the show and told her how awesome she was and how I'd love to have her on as a guest and she agreed. So this was super friggin' cool. Her and I definitely connected and got along right away. We are both women talking about very personal stuff on a podcast, so we definitely bonded over that. And guys, seriously, Ruth has such an inspiring story. She has struggled with depression, and she talks very open and honestly about that. And on her podcast, she shares the stories of her guests as well. So she's truly creating a platform for people to tell their stories and is providing a way to help people as well. I mean, I think People are listening to this podcast and then they don't feel so alone anymore. And that is truly going to help people. So Ruth is doing amazing things on her podcast and I love it so very much. So for this interview, I definitely got to know Ruth a bit better. Definitely asked her about her childhood and how she grew up and how that kind of impacted her life. And we do talk about her struggles with depression, how that started. We talk about postpartum depression, which is something that has been brought up on the show before. This is definitely a reality for a lot of mothers out there. And of course, we also talk about the impact of medication in her life and how she deals with depression on a day-to-day basis. So this was an excellent conversation. I loved it so much. And also, guys, this is the first video podcast. I actually video recorded this one. I'm still learning. I'm still trying to perfect the green screen and the lighting and all that. So certainly bear with me while I'm still learning this. Ruth actually just came over on the day that I had everything set up for the live stream. So I figured, why not give it a try? I think it turned out pretty good. Um, So if you guys want to see the video version of this podcast, do make sure to find us on YouTube and check that out. I want to give a huge huge thank you to Ruth for coming on because this was this was amazing. It was so great to connect with her and have an open and honest conversation about something that we all go through. We all go through depression. This has been a topic that has come up many times on Intoxicated and it's great to see other people creating podcasts that address this. So do make sure to subscribe to Optimistically Depressed. She's on all the places that you can also find Intoxicated. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts, please subscribe and definitely follow Ruth and follow Optimistically Depressed on social media. I will leave links below to all of that and stay up to date with her because I really truly think this podcast is going places and I'm so excited to see what she does with it. You can also follow Intoxicated on social media. We are at Intoxicated Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is in underscore Toxicated. Check us out on YouTube and Twitch as well. Hopefully more live streams coming your way very soon. Uh, Might not be until April, but I do plan on doing some more frequent live streams. Not as long, not 15 hours, but you know, maybe once a month we are going to be doing comedy live streams where I'm going to gather all my comedian friends in a room and it's just going to be kind of like a party live stream which should be a lot of fun so stay tuned for details on that as they roll out also if you are enjoying intoxicated make sure that you make sure that you are subscribed as well you can leave a rating or review on apple Podcasts. that'd be greatly appreciated and tell your friends about the podcast it's the best way to get the word out is word of mouth and if you want to go a step further on that you can also check out our patreon page it is patreon.com backslash intoxicated various reward levels on there and the more patreons that we get the better the rewards we'll get so there you go if you are a fan of the show even if you want to just donate at the lowest level which is one dollar a month that's only twelve dollars a year that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things every little bit 
helps. So that's about it for the plugs. I'm going to cut right to this amazing episode with the very lovely, extremely talented Ruth McMullen. I'm, I'm no, I'm no changing the narrative. They know their shit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they do. They really do. Yeah. Does this, does this work? Yeah. This is like my first video podcast, so I hope you feel special. I feel so special. Yeah. I chose you. Oh my goodness. That's my first. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's Ruth Mc, McMullen? Yeah. McMullen. I got it. I yeah. almost said McMillan. Yeah. I don't know why. We and I don't all. know why I thought your last name was Hailstone. Because that's my maiden name. It's your maiden name. Yes. It's a gorgeous maiden name. Thank you so much. Hailstone? Hailstone. That's a gorgeous name. Thank you. Like, what? what is, is that like? What's it's British. British? Yes. It's a British maiden name. It's a British. Brit- I can't do the accent. <laughs> I can't do it <laughs> It's not going to happen. No. no, they always go wrong. So, you guys, welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. Yeah. I'm so excited that we have Ruth McMullen here on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Host and, host and producer of Optimistically Depressed. Yeah. You are the host and the producer. I guess so. I never really thought of it that yeah. way. You got you to gotta own those podcast titles because you, you did it. You know, Thank you. like you host the show, but you also like, you know, you release and you edit them and you put them onto the world. So you're also the producer. How does that well, feel? It feels really great. I feel so good right now. <laughs> Ruth came in and I was just like, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. You're so good at what you do. <laughs> I know. Overwhelming I, you with compliments. I came, I came into a wall of encouragement. It was amazing. <laughs> and I love how you're just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Bright eyed and bushy tailed. <laughs> And we are drinking some red wine. So I usually start the show talking about what the guest picked to drink and why. So why? So red wine. What is it about red wine for you? I like. um, So let me think here. (laughs) You're like, I just like it. I (laughs) I just like how it makes me feel. It makes me feel fantastic. (laughs) Um, okay. Part of it, I started drinking red wine because I wanted to, like, I associate it with being classy and I want to be yes. classy. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah. And then I found that, um, like I do like, um, mixers and, uh, okay. See, when I'm going to start talking about drinks, you're going to realize how little, like how it's, it's going to be a little sad, but you know. I love sad. <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird thing to say. I love, I love the depressing part of your life. We're optimistically depressed. We're optimistically depressed. Name drop. It's yeah. like in a movie when they drop the name of the title. Oh, yeah. I love it when that happens. Me too. You're just like, no. I, I wonder. I see you. I see you. I, I see. I wonder how like I wonder how the actor feels when they have that line too. Oh my gosh, they must feel so special. They must be like, I am saying the title of this movie right now. Oh my gosh, the pressure. The, right? You got to deliver it just right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because otherwise it's corny. And then there's some movies that it never comes out, and you're like, how did that title even get chosen in any way? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Where did that go? I, I have not gone to a movie in so long. I have like a Cineplex gift card, and I'm like, I need to just go, but there's nothing out that I want to see. <laughs> I, yeah. The last time I went to the movie was with uh, my daughter, and oh. we saw uh, the Mary Poppins Returns. Mm. 
How was it? It was amazing. Was it? Oh my goodness, we loved it. Oh my god, I, wanna, I love Emily Blunt so much. She's I, she's yeah. everything to me. She is so she's yeah she's just talented. She's yeah. so talented and gorgeous and gorgeous, strikingly gorgeous. Yeah, she's striking. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah, stri- you're striking. <gasps> yeah, you're a very pretty lady. I didn't want to bring it up like as like the first thing to like like because I think you're so wonderful in so many ways, but like gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and you, and your husband is is he a photographer? He is. Oh, that's the best. I know. I'm so lucky. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, beautiful yeah. pictures. Thank you. Yeah. I know. He it's it's like he's so talented. Oh. Sean Sean D McMullen, Hi, photographer. Sean. Hi, Sean. Um, he's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. And and uh, yeah, he like. He's a, the photographer I feel most comfortable around, too. I mean, I know so many awesome photographers, but, you know, he's my husband. Yeah, of course. So it's just kind of like, yeah. It's kind of like nothing. I had my first photo shoot ever. Well, first, like, real formal kind of, like, hour, hours long uh, paid for photo shoot uh, just last week. And whew, it was awkward. Like, it was awkward posing. It took me about... I would say 20 minutes to even just get comfortable. Yes. And this is like with a new friend. Hi, Tyler. Thank you so much for the pictures. I love them so much. And they turned out amazing. But yeah. like, it really makes you realize, like, like it makes me appreciate models more for what they do. Yes. Because like, it's so like awkward trying to move your body in certain ways and like get it just right. Yeah. You know? And do you find that you suddenly become much more aware of like your face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what am I doing with my nose right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it also makes you realize that, like, when the photographers are saying, like, get into this position, and you're like, this is probably looking really awkward. But they know what looks good on camera. So, like, you feel awkward, but on camera, it doesn't look awkward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Such talent. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, photographers and models, yeah, you've gained my respect, like, (laughs) big time. Because, Whew, lots of work. It's oh man. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's not just smiling in front of a camera and it's then not... getting beautiful pictures. Right, yeah. 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 You have to you also have to capture like feelings and emotions too. Yes. That was my thing with the photo shoot. I was like, I love these pictures, but like I kinda want some that are like silly or goofy or like they capture a feeling. Yes. Rather than just like looking good. Yes. So, yeah. I know. Yeah. You wanna like communicate something with your face. With your face. With your face. And then you have to look at all the bad pictures and go. Ooh. <laughs> he dead. Yeah. yeah, it really does make you more aware of like your facial expression expressions and like how you're like I find like yeah. I have a lazy face. Like it's really easy for me to like my eyes to just like The dead eyes. Yes. I know. Yes, the I dead did eyes. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Dead eyes. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. Oh my gosh. We, we got off on such a tangent. Yeah, we <laughs> Back did. Back to drinks, though. You were oh, mentioning, right. you oh, were yeah. mentioning, so did you used to drink mixed drinks? Like I used to drink mixed drinks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, as I got a little bit older and kind of like, I don't want to spend that much money on a mixed drink. Yeah. Because you got to get the booze, you got to get all the ingredients for it. It's if, a lot to bring to a party. If you yeah, go to a right? party, you have to bring it's the mix. Like, hey, hey. Rather than just a bottle and, of wine that you can stick in your purse. And then you're set. And then you're set. <laughs> stick in your purse with a little straw attached to the yeah. top of it. And you're just like. Ooh, uh, bagged wine? Put some bagged wine in your purse. Oh. Attach a straw to that shit. Then you're, you're good, to go. good to go. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I have like the remnants of a bag of wine in my fridge. When it looks like a sack of blood right now. <laughs> Like, oh shit, yeah. people are gonna look in there and think I killed someone. <laughs> 
But I always think, I'm like, this would be perfect for my purse. Why don't I just put it in my purse? Right. It's the purse wine. Purse the wine. kind. The red wine is quite classy and it is quite, it's a good like after work relaxing relax with a glass of wine bubble bath it's a good bubble, bubble bath. bath drink yeah we have a hot tub <gasps> and so it's a hot tub drink it's such a great hot tub drink it's like you my hot tub. yeah you should come over sometime i would love to okay that's on mike you heard it she invited <laughs> me it's happening yeah yeah <laughs> in the winter too that must feel so good it feels really great oh like the, the contrast of like the cold air with the hot water oh, oh it's Ooh. just so great and it's but i'm such a wimp too because yeah. on like the really cold days when we're going out i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and it's like three steps to the hot tub from the door <laughs> It's such like first world problems. I know, like, right? oh, I'm so cold I'm getting so to my hot tub. To my hot tub. Oh. oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I want to know everything about. Well, actually, we missed it. Mm. We also so we'd start with what we drank, but also a friendship origin story, which I want to talk about how I met you because we I went to PodCamp, which is a one day uh, digital media little mini conference, I guess you could say. Right? Yes. It's like I it's weird calling it a conference because it doesn't feel like that. No. But it, it's kind of like a conference. Um, but you did a session and I remember like it, you were right at the end or like near the end. Yeah, like, right, at the end. right at the end. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad I went to your session because I said, oh, my God, optimist. I was like depression podcast. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. That's um, awesome. And your presentation was wonderful. You told your your story and how the podcast came to be. And nearing the end, uh, people really started opening up and it became it was amazing. a discussion slash therapy session slash <laughs> like, I mean, we went over, t- like you, you went over time, but in a good way. Yeah. It's because really... people couldn't shut up. <laughs> yeah. And they just kept, kept talking because you really inspired them, I think. And just Thank as an you. audience member, um, like I walked, like, I think I, when I went up to you and met you, I said, that was TED talk level good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because like, I want that on mic for when she does her TED Talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when, when Ruth does her TED Talk, I want to be the one to say that I called it. <laughs> oh, thank you. And this is going on the internet, so the internet is forever, so. <laughs> so it, it's, <laughs> right, there's no avoiding it now. Yeah. That's, right, okay. And so that's, and that's how I met you. So I, I just said, you should come on my show. Yeah. I would love to have you on. I would love to get to know you more because, you know, it was a what a half hour session? Yeah. 45 minutes or something like that. So yeah, you really had to sort of almost condense your story. Yeah. And and make that something, you know, that people can digest. What was that like for you? Like doing that? Well, you know what's kind of funny? I wrote out a whole script. Actually, I think oh, I... <laughs> yeah, I did. I totally did. And I, like, it took me... Oh, like, I don't know. I guess I kind of worked on it on and off for about a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I know my process well enough to know that I'm not going to use the script. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same. I have notes here that I haven't even looked at yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's like a safety blanket. Right. It's like, see, I put in the work. Yeah. So now I mustn't be sucky because I put in the work. And it maybe makes it kind of like studying for a test in a way. Like, I know yeah. that when I used to study for tests, like, I would write out my notes and... And I would look them over once, and then that would be it. Okay, and yeah. So it's kind of similar in a way. I think the writing it down and getting it out instantly makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah. And then you realize that you knew it all along, and you're fine. And then you're fine, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. like, and like definitely when I was up there, it's like, 
remembering parts of it and being like, oh yeah, I wanted to mention that. So it was good that I wrote it out. Right. But yeah. it was, but it was like, I don't know. Uh, what was the question again? <laughs> oh yeah. How, how did you find the whole experience of, of like being kind of a new podcaster on the scene and, and then like doing this thing where you kind of have to talk about it to like a group of people? Oh my goodness. I felt so honored to be yeah. able to be a part of it and felt uh, and then there was definitely a feeling of not being qualified. Like, I'm like, I'm unqualified for this. <laughs> but I I think that that's something that uh, women in general tend to oh struggle God. with more, right? Like, just being like, yes. I'm not qualified for this. Yes. So then I decided, I was like, you know what? I am qualified for this. I, like, I applied. I got on. Yeah. They liked the idea of what I wanted to talk about. So I am qualified. Yeah. And then I tried to go from there. And then the fact that you're early along, I think actually makes it better because for anyone in the crowd who might want to start something or do something they're looking to you because you're in it right now you're not so far down the line that you're like oh this is how you do it you know you're in it and you're relatable so i think that that's actually a good thing that you oh, did it so you. early along you know what i mean because because yeah. there's, there's probably people in there thinking oh I, I might want to start a podcast about something or and it doesn't even have to be podcast. It could be a blog. It could be a YouTube. Like really anything. Yeah. Creating anything. Creating anything is scary. Like it's scary to just all of a sudden decide. Yes. I have this thing and I'm putting it out there. And I'm putting it out there. Oh my goodness. The day that I decided to put out Optimistically Depressed, I was um, like, I was ready. You know, I had a bunch of content and whatever. Yeah. And then Sean, my husband was like, all right, you're putting it out. And I was like, <laughs> I thought this was a good idea. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> but now I'm not so sure. What if everybody hates it? Like, it was just like, what if everyone was like, you're such a stupid idiot? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know if you had that. It's, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. And yeah. so it was scary. Then it was just scary. I was psyched. I was psyched. And then the day of, I was scared. You're like, yeah. What did I do? Yeah, what, did I, what have I done? Like, oh, but I made an RSS life. feed, so I can't back out now <laughs> yeah. on a website because, like, you yeah. and you had your your husband like helped you with the website and like kind of launched he, it. And everything. Yeah, he did it. Wow. It was amazing. Awesome. I, like, he, I told him about my idea, and then like the next day, he came <laughs> home and he was like, "I made you a website, and like, here's your logo and like everything." That's and I was just like, "Okay." <laughs> I, I guess I'm doing that. this now. And I noticed that about He's you awesome. guys on social media because I follow you both. Yeah. And what I love about you guys is that you're so supportive of each other. Like you're always Aww. pumping each other up and stuff. And I'm like, that's nice to see. You know, Aww, that's really you. nice. So let's go back. I want to get to know you a bit better. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the very beginning. Very beginning. The very beginning. So where are you from? I'm from Magnetowan, Ontario. Oh, where's that? It's kind of northern Ontario. Okay. It's about three hours north of Toronto. Ah. Population of 300. Oh. And I, and I actually grew up about 20 minutes outside of it. So like in the middle of nowhere. It was farmland. Wow. Yes. Did you live on a farm? We had a little hobby farm. Ooh. Yeah. That's fun. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. I grew up, um, and so I grew up like on this little hobby farm and then I also went to my cousin's place and they were they lived across the road from a dairy farm or no um a beef farm oh, okay or whatever cow farm cow farm there was cow there. farm it was a you know i grew up i grew up in the country i don't know any of the proper ter- proper know, terminology yeah, same thing for me like I'm, i grew I'm, up down the street from a farm i'm like i don't really know much about that they do the farm stuff yeah they do the farm <laughs> stuff they had cows cow it was a cow farm yeah 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 exactly <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. All my family back in Magneto, they're just going to be, if they ever hear this, they will be absolutely ashamed of me right now. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, the first time doing? ever I'll say don't listen. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't do it. But yeah, so you grew up in the country. In the country. Did you have a, did you have a, you have a big family? Brothers, sisters? I have one brother, one sister. One. So are you, where are you in the queue? I'm the youngest. Oh, I forgot to tell you about the bell. Ooh, okay. So the bell is a Yaz bell or like an I agree or like, or like if someone really makes a good joke, you ding it. Ooh. It, it's kind of a multi-purpose bell, but once you start dinging, you won't want to stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so, feel free anytime to do it. I'll probably be doing that a bunch. <laughs> awesome. So it's an addictive bell. Yeah, it's an addictive bell. It's it's like I'm, a, I'm looking forward to Good point. To ding. Ding. <laughs> Uh, now it's like, should I save my first time for something special? Nah, get it out of the way. <laughs> you can just do it. It's <laughs> overrated. All right, hold. Let me have a drink first. <laughs> we haven't cheers yet. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. It's bad luck if we don't cheers. Mm. Mm. I made that up. I don't think that it's really true. But yeah. <laughs> so so. Okay, so you're the youngest yes. in a family, brother and a sister. Yes. In the country. Yes. What was your childhood like? Well, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So I grew up really close with my brother and my sister. Mm. My sister is 10 years older. Oh, wow. Yes. And so I wanted, so she was like old enough that I just, I absolutely idolized her and wanted to be just like her. Right. Yeah. Looked up to her a lot. I looked up to her Mm -hmm. a lot. And then my brother and I were, we're two years apart. Mm -hmm. So we were just far enough apart that we punched each other all the time. Oh no. (laughs) Jesus. We just, we fought so badly. And then all of a sudden one day it just flipped and Uh we were best friends and it's and it's not changed since. So that's nice. Yes. So I love I love them so deeply and dearly. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they that's are. Awesome. Yeah. Man. So they're awesome. And they're what was awesome. your high school experience like? My high school experience was. Uh... <laughs> I love asking this question because <laughs> people are like, "You're making me go back to the time that I don't want to go back." To. I know it's the time that I like purposefully block. <laughs> Yeah. Repress the memories. Repress the memories a bit. <laughs> I was lucky because I got to um, I got to ride on my brother's coattails. Uh, okay. Because and my sisters actually. Mm-hmm. So my sister already went through. Teachers kind of knew of the Hailstone family by then, and they were like, "Oh, they're good students. Oh, blah blah blah. They're so awesome." And then my brother went through. And all the teachers loved him because he's just brilliant as well. And so then I came in, and they were like, they just kind of had it solid in their head that I was going to be just like my siblings and so oh, it was difficult to not be yeah. but I so badly wanted to be like them so it didn't really matter right. and then my brother introduced me to all of his awesome friends and so I got I had like older friends so it made me cool <gasps> how much older is your brother two years older okay that's like that's like a good amount it's a good amount yeah that's like not too too much older no not too much older and I had a couple bullies I had some kids like that were like there was this guy that um if I was like walking down the hallway he would look at me and he would just be like whore <gasps> And it was just like, Dick. yeah, like I was like, I don't, wow. I don't, I don't understand why you're saying that. Like, it didn't make any sense. I know. It never really does, does it? It doesn't make any sense. It's like, no, I'm not getting paid. I'm not a whore. <laughs> I'm not getting paid. And the other thing is, I hadn't been with a guy yet. Like, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he was just being mean, right? Like, he was just being mean. So, um, 
I had my brother and his and his friends who were like older, other a bunch of older brothers to me, right? And so they were very protective. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so they, they went, kind of stuck up for you, but they stuck up for me and they stood up for me and they went and they had a nice talk with this guy, but it was also a very to the point, right? Like you can't talk to you can't talk to Ruth that way. That's not right. nice. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't, can't do that. Yeah, and then uh, and he never spoke to me again. So it was okay. <gasps> so nice of them it was so nice of them because it hurt like it was so it hurt i always think about like guys who do that where are you now like what's your life like now are you the same person that you were do you know that what you did in high school was was wrong i always wonder that like it's like with every every time like he would look me right in the eyes and he would like slut whore like whatever and uh and it was just kind of like but why? But why? And yeah. it was like you're devaluing me every time you say that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're just being so cruel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that part sucked. But freaking tough. I know. And then so then eventually you learn. Oh yeah, he said that, but that's not true about me. Yeah. So yeah. exactly. So he must have had something really hurting him. Yeah. And did you know that at that young age that it was a him issue, or was that something that you kind of later realized? I think it was something. Uh, I. Mm, it was something I did have to kind of later realize. Right. But also it was like, but it was also something that I was like, well, that's not true. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, so it was just like, so it was like, you're just trying to be mean to me. But then it was like, well, why are you trying to be mean, mean to me? Mean. What have I done? Right. So now it's just like, no, he was just, he had just had, that's just something that was with him. That's a him issue. That's a him issue. Did girls in like junior high, high school ever pick on you? Because girls can be. Girls can be real mean to other girls. They can be vicious. Oh, I, it's real bad. Yeah, I got a little bit. I got picked on a little bit um, in grade seven. Um, worst age. Oh, my. Worst grade. It's the worst. Seven and eight. Gra- those are the worst grades. Never want to relive. Never. I hated those. They were, yeah. And so, and and I think it's some schools here are similar in this, but in Ontario, it's like, Grade seven and eight is middle school, so you go to a separate school for that, and then you start high school in grade nine. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was in the same school from like grade. Actually, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was. It was just seven and eight. Now that I think about it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, okay. And so, I know that some high schools here start in grade ten, which always confuses me. Oh, that's weird. Or at least it was that case with Sean when he grew up. Oh, odd. Yeah. Anyway, so. Anyway, I, when I was fresh into grade seven, we're in this new school, all these new kids, like we came from a small, small school right. in Magnetowan to this like bigger school and my friends um, just went up to me and they all like stood around me and then they had one of my friend's older sister say to me that they didn't want to be my friends anymore. Oh, what's the opposite of a ding? I don't even know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, so mean. It was mean, and so I, I, I like I looked at them and I was like, okay, well, thanks for being my friend at the time. Or like up until now, Aww. bye. And then after they ran up after me and they were like, no, this other this girl, this one made us do it. She made us do it. She doesn't want to be your friend. And it was kind of like, <laughs> okay, but I didn't really hang out with them anymore after that. <laughs> that kind of that kind of that that's one of those things that kind of kills a friendship in grade seven. Ah, uh, yeah, that would do it. Yeah, grade seven's rough. Grade seven is rough, I, and I felt like such a loser. Oh yeah, I yeah. still feel like a loser. <laughs> yeah, who am I kidding? <laughs> I still feel like a loser too. Are you Where's still? Why? Are you still friends with any of your like high school, junior high friends? No, no. Yeah, 
I'm lucky. I still have some some of them from from like junior high, high school. Yeah, actually, like a lot of my like my core friends are from then. Yeah, but like I grew up in Anaganash, which is also a small town, not as small as yours. Right, but, but it like, is a small town. It's pretty damn small. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we've all stayed in touch, like for the most part. Like that's a, like awesome. A core, core group, and something about like people who've known you, like from Way before back. puberty. Like you're like yeah. you really know me. You know me. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of have one friend. Yeah. Um, he's the sweetest guy ever, but he's, he's back in Magnetowan mm-hmm. and I like my brother's friends with him. So mm-hmm. like my brother became friends with him after school and they hang out still quite a bit. And so right. whenever we come back, like we will see him and his wife and they have a little baby now and, and that's really sweet. But that's yeah, awesome. so he, and he was one of the, he was a person that was kind to me throughout the whole thing. Oh, that's good. So that's nice. And so I'm happy to have him as an uh, as a friend as an old friend oh, that's awesome yeah but i but like we don't really like we wouldn't talk or keep in touch it's just like so i don't know what qualifies good terms as, good, like, good terms like, we like see if each other we're happy in, to see each other exactly and if you yeah. were to run into them like you could strike up a calm though yeah like, you'd be you'd be cool with them yeah. yeah it's always weird when you run into people from high school randomly people <laughs> like, don't recognize me really yeah i go back i go back to magnetowan and i look at them right in the face and about 98 percent of the time they have no idea who I am. Have you changed drastically in your luck since then? Yeah. yeah kind of. <laughs> <laughs> was it a glow up? Yeah. I call it the glow up. The glow up? I like that. Yeah, the glow I've up. Had, I've, the had, up. I've had people comment. I'm going to, I guess I'm bragging a little bit now, but I've had people comment and say that I have definitely, my looks have increased. I get my that good too. looks have increased as I've aged. I get that too. And like, it's weird because as women, we almost instantly go to, Oh, you're calling me old. You're saying that I'm getting old, but then it's like, no, bitch. Like he's complimenting you. Yeah, it's a nice compliment. We're fine wine. We are. We're red wine. We're red wine. Yeah, we used to be vodka cranberries, <laughs> and, and now, now we are red and wine. Now we're red wine. Still drink vodka cranberries. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no to that either. <laughs> They make me sick, though, the sugary drinks. Like, they're not... You gotta be careful. You gotta be real careful yeah. with that. Yeah, like, for my live, my 15-hour live stream, I'm gonna have some booze, like, for the guests. And I'm like, I'm thinking of just plunking a thing of vodka and, like, some soda water and, like, so that people can choose what they mix it with. That's but, like, cool. I don't like just the juice because it's too sugary. Yeah, it's a lot of... Yeah, it does a lot of bad things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah real Get real sick on that. Yeah. It's a recipe mm. for disaster. Disaster time. It's a recipe for sadness. But when did you meet? You've been with your husband for a while. How long? Twelve and a half years. Twelve and a half years. Yeah. So how did you meet? We met in Bible college. Oh my gosh, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you remember the moment that you met? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I do. We were playing volleyball. Oh! And this I This is a teen movie. It right was now, right away. It's right a away. Teen movie. And I um I was, for whatever reason, not bumping the ball properly. And it was really frustrating because I was a good volleyball player. <laughs> <laughs> we had a nerve. <laughs> Ruth is like, I want everyone to know. Uh, yeah. Good. good a good volleyball player. <laughs> and I, but for whatever reason, I just I wasn't, I was sucking that day. Not bumping. Not bumping. Hmm. And so then Sean came up. And he was so sweet. And he was like, you know, you, you bump like this. And he like showed me. And in the back, in my head, I was like, I know how to bump a ball. <laughs> um, so but then it was like, you're cute. <laughs> so Did you like, say that to him? Who made the first move? 
in terms, and I guess I guess a move would qualify as like asking out or like saying that you like them or like whatever that is. I guess I kind of did. Did you? Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. But but see, the thing is, I was actually with another guy when I met Sean. Mm. But um, the other guy was okay. So this is this is complicated area because. Ooh. It was an abusive relationship. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, and I had been trying to break up with the guy for a year, but he would not let me. Like, so I'd be Mm. like, I don't think we should be together anymore. But I was also, like, so timid. So I would be so, like, just not straightforward when I was saying, like, I think, I was thinking maybe, like, I just don't really think that we should be together anymore. And he'd be like, no, you're not breaking up with me. We are going to be together. It was presented kind of like a, a conversation, like a conversation, not a statement. Like Not a statement, exactly. Not like, we're not going to be together. It's more like, well, I don't think we should be together. What do you think? Yeah, it was, like, stupid <laughs> Which like is that. such a and thing so- that happens in... in- uh, relationships like that because you're kind you're being manipulated yeah straight up being manipulated exactly yeah. and like and like because he, he would just say such like like he would tell me and I was convinced that I was used up like and so he would be like you know nobody like you're not good enough for anybody else like oh. and you're lucky that I'm with you Amen. like so it was like he was doing me a favor by being with me wow yeah so I it so I was pretty much convinced that I wouldn't that there would be no one that would want me mm-hmm. and like and he would actually do like um like yeah you know this guy you know how he's such an awesome guy he would never want anything to do with you because you are damaged goods so another opposite of a bell ring yeah right wow we gotta, like, that's and then and but it was this was 12 years ago so you were 20 at the time? I was a Nine? 17 oh my god when I was with him yeah I was and I was with him for three years that's really young yeah oh yeah so young but like I was so confused because I was already like all I knew at that point was abusive relationships yeah yeah so you weren't exposed to anything you didn't know what a healthy one looked like not really so you were kind of like yeah this is normal yeah fuck right that's the worst yeah it was the worst <laughs> that is and at 17 no less like yeah that's that's an I feel like that's a coming of age age like 17 around that and then I think it com- happens again at 25 oh I think okay 25 is a pivotal year but actually you know what I agree yeah, yeah 25 definitely like de- 20s, definitely and yeah. 17 that was definitely a coming of age kind of thing for me yeah yeah that makes sense so how did you end up leaving that abusive so okay well Sean was nice to me okay so we were we became friends and mm-hmm. so him and his roommate and me and my roommate we all became friends and we'd hang out and Sean was just considerate like he and like he like actually respected things that I said oh, nice. yeah and so like so the volleyball thing it was like you're cute but it was like obviously I that's that ended there right, right. and then the next day we were getting our books for all of our classes and there were a lot of books and so I was carrying them over to the dorm and he came up and he was like, here, let me carry those for you. This is a movie. <laughs> I want to watch this movie. <laughs> it was, yeah, it wow, was so sweet. That was so cute. And then it was like, oh, like, that's really nice. And then uh, and then we'd have conversations and I'd say something and he'd laugh. Right. Like he thought that I was funny. And there's nothing better than making a guy laugh. Oh my goodness, it's isn't the best. it the best feeling? Ever? It's the best feeling because like I love laughing at like when guys make me laugh. That's 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 a big deal. But like when I make a guy laugh, I'm like, woo! Yeah, 
it's like such a rush yeah it totally is oh my gosh yeah and then he would like respect what i had to say i'd say something and he would actually be like no ruth said this so this is you know this is important he was he was he was on your side he was on my side so that was like that was big and then eventually i got up enough nerve to break up with the guy again he tried to do his comeback call me and be like no you're not good enough like you're not gonna be able to find anyone else to love you and whatever and um when he called me he called me and we were talking on the phone sean nicole yeah, I can say this. Sean Nicole and Jason, my other friends, they were in the hallway mm-hmm. and I was we had just finished skating and having an awesome afternoon and I'm on the phone and I'm thinking I can do better. Yeah. And yeah. so I let this guy know that I know that that was it. We're done. Yeah. It didn't work this time. It didn't work that time. Your manipulation tactic did not work, buddy. No, nope, exactly. And then he said, fine, just don't date Sean. <laughs> oh! You're like... Boom! <laughs> guess who I'm marrying? <laughs> That's right. You guys got married very young too, right? We got married really young. You oh were gosh. we were nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Married. Yeah. So it was like kind of. I mean, but I think that like the cool thing with that is is that you had a foundation of friendship and trust going into the relationship. Yes. That even though even though you were young, like I mean, I think that that's. That's a good thing to have going into any relationship. So that would make it stronger. Yes. Right? Definitely. So you were 19. And how did you have a big wedding? Or was it like a smaller wedding? Or like what? It was like 100 people. Yeah. And yeah. We, we wanted to keep it small. But it was difficult because we both have very large families. But because part of it, like we were, we were getting married in my grandmother's garden in Magnetowan. Oh, which is really nice. Um, a lot of people like wouldn't like it involved traveling. Right. So. Yeah. People were kind of like, oh, like I wish could be there, but you know, it's a long drive. Too far. And mm-hmm. so it was kind of like, you know what, that's okay because now we can kind of k- keep to a smaller yeah. wedding. So. You put it out there to them, and then if they don't take it, you're like, no, well, that works too. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> we can roll either way. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> wow. So married at 19. Yes. Okay. And you have your 32 now. Yes. And you have three kids. Got three kids. Okay. When was your first kid? Like, how, how young did you? So it was 22 when we, I got pregnant. And then 23 when I had her. Wow. Yeah. Young mom, too. Yes, young mom. I was in school. I was going back to university when I got pregnant with her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Were and you, like, in the thick of university? I was. No, I was actually just starting. I registered for my classes, and then I got home, and then I discovered I was pregnant. <laughs> Did you? Okay. I, 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 people who listen to the show regularly know that I'm obsessed with pregnancy and like no not in that way <laughs> rephrase um i'm curious about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how i'm gonna say it from now on i'm okay. curious about it and i like i like finding out like how um like women find out they're pregnant or how they suspect that they are did you have any like early super early symptoms that like made you think you were pregnant and then you took a test or like what ha- um it's kind of this funny phase is telling that there's a story behind there's this. a bit of a story behind okay. this with each pregnancy, I started becoming more familiar with my general, my, my tells. Mm. So with Zoe, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't as apparent, but it was kind of like, I had it kind of a feeling like, it's like, I kind of think that maybe I'm pregnant. And then I was late for like two days and then I was kind of like, no, I'm definitely pregnant. Oh. But yeah, I went back I to school anyway. that all the time. Like the, just the general feeling. The feeling. Yeah. The gut instinct. Yeah. And then the other thing that happens with me, though, that I've discovered with each pregnancy is that when I am pregnant, I have better eyesight. What? And it happens immediately. <laughs> so 
let me tell you, with Owen, we went to New York okay. for Sean's birthday. <laughs> flying into New York, I had to wear my glasses to read while we were flying. Flying out of New York, I didn't need my glasses. I like, I'm pregnant! <laughs> <laughs> Something must have went down New York. Something happened in New York. It's a magical uh, city. I can feel it. It's a magical city. Yes. Wow. And if, did you have that with all three? Yeah, better eyesight with all three. I didn't have to wear my glasses while I was pregnant. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And did it go away as soon as you had the baby? Yeah, it wore off pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because I always hear about, um, you know, like, I've had friends who've had difficult pregnancies, like, you know, morning sickness every day. Not even just morning sickness, just puking all the time. Yeah, yeah I know. They call it fun. morning sickness, which is just cruel. It's yeah. a cruel way of misleading you. It should just be called, like, maybe random. Random sickness. R- random sickness. <laughs> yeah, because it would just happen at any time. But I've heard yeah. that, like, as soon as you, like, literally get it out of you, it, the symptoms are gone. Yeah, you're not sick. And anymore. that is wild to me. Like, like what, what that does to your body. Oh my goodness. It's insane. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very much so fascinated by it. And like, that's why anyone who's had kids, I'm like, let me ask you a thousand TMI questions, please. <laughs> I'm so good at sharing too much information. So oh, ding, this is dang. excellent. Yeah. We're both good at that with mm. our podcasts, right? Mm. So let's get into it. So you have a podcast called Optimistically Depressed. Yes. And essentially you have guests on that talk about their journeys in depression like all types of mental illness too like not just yeah, depre- yeah. not just depression yeah any type of m- mental illness when and obviously your backstory i assume inspired you to do this because you're coming out of it yeah are still dealing with it because yeah. we all are it's not something you get over no it's not something it's, it's you just cured you just gotta you gotta deal with it every day um when did that start for you in your life depression t- yeah I think that it started in retrospect. I was definitely depressed in high school, mm. but like some things that kind of happened were like my I my mom got remarried, and it turned out like the guy that she remarried wasn't too nice. So we anyway. So it was very. I was very depressed as a result, mm. and I uh, just when I met Sean and that like I was very euphoric for a while because I was like I'm free I'm free I'm free and then but I was depressed right so that does eventually just catch up with you again right but I did like but it got worse definitely worse for me postpartum yeah postpartum yeah yeah postpartum. for some reason I thought yeah. I said postmortem <laughs> <laughs> I was like that's not right I, I died and then I was I very sad about and it. I got so sad after because <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that in your um, in your presentation at PodCamp about the postpartum, yeah, that that's when it really got bad for you, yeah. And actually, prenatal pre- depression it's a thing, and I had that, but I just didn't realize that was a thing. Pre- like during pregnancy, during pregnancy. Oh, I didn't really realize that was a thing. Yeah, no one knows it makes, it's a thing. It's a thing. It makes sense though. Yes, right. Yeah, when because when your body's everything is going crazy, crazy, it's going all over the place. I mean, hormones in general. <sighs> There, yeah, I know you're looking at me. <laughs> 32, 32. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things, like, I, I keep telling myself, like, I like to get them checked just to, like, just to see if anything's off or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I tend to, like, when I'm feeling depressed, I can, I can separate the more situational depression. In other words, like, this thing happened and I'm upset 
like this thing triggered me being depressed versus chemical or hormonal. Yeah. Where it's like nothing, like nothing happened. No one said anything to me and I'm just literally want to die. Yeah. You know, like, like there's a difference between, and then sometimes the two mix together and then that's a really bad time too. Oh my God. That's the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. So postpartum, like I just can't imagine. Uh, I hear, I have a lot of mother friends who have talked to me about that. And, and how hard it is. So did you, was it your first uh, child that, that the depression kicked in? The the- it started to kick in, yeah, during my first child, like after her. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I had prenatal depression when I was pregnant with our second. Oh. And it was really bad. Oh, yikes. Yeah, it was like, uh, and no one knew because I was so secretive about it. And I also just didn't realize that it was a thing. I, right. Because I didn't realize that prenatal depression was a thing. Like I just... But I was, yeah, I would put uh, Zoe down for her nap. Sean would be gone at work. And I would lie down and I would cry until she woke up. Like, and it was like everything, like, and everything was just so much. Like, everything just took so much. Out of you. Yeah. So that anytime you had a spare second, you'd probably just let it out. Yeah. Jumpins. And, And I always wonder this. Like, why do you think women are secretive about it? I think because... I see. I could. I can make a lot. I can make a lot of guesses. <laughs> and, the, and yeah, we're just reasons, speaking from our experiences. Yeah. And, and and what we, I mean, like, and, and the only reason I'm asking is I think it's just something so many women go through. And I feel like um, we're moving into a time now where talking about mental illness is a little more. Yep. It's a little more acceptable. I mean, it should have always been, to be honest. But yeah. But we're but moving we're into this day getting, and age. Yeah. And so I think now. Do you think now? Uh, women who are going through it might be a little more open. I so hope so. Yeah. I think that it's part, like for me, it was like a a sign of weakness. Right. To be depressed. It meant that I was crazy. I was just a crazy woman. Right. And, and, and add in the layer of you're carrying a child. Yeah. Or you just birthed a child. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, oh, well, I'm a mom now, so, like, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be happy and nurturing. I should be happy, yeah. And celebrating that I had a baby. Yes. And and I should just know everything. That's, like, another thing. And you were so young when you had a kid. I was a kid when I had a kid. Yeah, you were a kid. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, like, and... And you were right when you say that, you know, you have kids and like, so you're kind of like, I'm so lucky. I'm so fortunate. So I have no reason to be feeling this way. Right. And then you feel guilty for feeling that way. Ugh, and I would. that cycle, right? Right. And then, so I'm already feeling this. And then I would try to open up with some like other women. Right. And I would just be honest about like, oh man, like it's so hard, like doing all of this parenting and, you know, they won't stop wiping their crap on things and <laughs> it like yeah, seriously. doesn't stop. Oh yeah. And then like, and you know, there's just, there's always something that you're kind of running after. You don't have a second for yourself and like, right. and so, you know, you're trying to kind of unload a little bit and then, uh, and then. I would be like corrected on my feelings, you know, like, oh, but you know, it's not that bad. You know, you love your kids. Oh, but it's great. And it's just kind of like, I know, I know that it's great. Like, don't tell me that, like, you're giving me information that I obviously know. Do you really think that I'm that stupid that I don't Ser- realize this? Seriously. <laughs> That's like, I, I want to, I almost want to say that it's, it's not mansplaining, but it's <laughs> in a similar vein of that of like, I wish people would stop being so ignorant in, in like, their assumptions about yeah. other people. Like, before you assume anything, maybe just ask questions about it. Yes. 
for, like like that's how like, I kind of just ex- that's such explain mansplaining yeah. to people because um, any gender can do it. It's really just making a, an assumption about somebody, stating to them that this is how they should feel or this is what they should do before you even ask more questions to yes. learn more. That is beautiful. Yeah. Yes. Ask more friggin' questions. If you don't know like where someone's at on a subject matter or or something, ask questions. Yes. How else Just are you going to find out? And then maybe give advice. Mm-hmm. But like unsolicited advice is something that I think a lot of moms get. So much unsolicited advice. It's- how is that? How do you deal with how are you how do you deal with that? Are you someone who shoots it down right away or do you just kind of go, mm, thank you? <laughs> I, I nod and say thank you. Because really all you can yeah, do. I'm kind of thinking like they're doing their best and like maybe it's helping them more than it's helping me. Maybe they don't realize that, but maybe that is the truth. Or they're making themselves feel better by by giving yeah, advice, they're like, going, oh, yeah. You know oh yeah, well you can and sometimes like sometimes it is actually good advice. And so it's right. just like, oh cool, thanks. And I like when people give advice when they say things like, you know, I don't know for sure, but I can tell you from my experience. Yes. This. Like literally that's all you have to say. Yeah. And then all you of a sudden you just need to say that intrusive. and then it's not intrusive and then yeah. you're not being a, like presumptuous or whatever. Yeah. Like you are literally just saying, this is what happened to me. Um, not sure if it's helpful or not, but take it for what it's worth kind of thing. Yes. That's so great when and I've definitely had people do that. And I love that advice. Like right. whatever they say, I'm immediately more receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so the second child was kind of the big one for you. Yes. Um, when did you tell your husband or when did you confide in him about that? It was after I had Jackson, our second, and I went to the doctors and I finally was able to like just tell her how I was feeling. And I knew right. I had postpartum depression yeah. because, because I knew it was a thing yeah. and I was more familiar with it and I was able to be like, yeah, I am... Un, I am so sad I have no reason to be this sad right. or I have no reason to feel like my my chest is just being crushed all the time and so um and my doctor is amazing yeah I love her uh, so um, jealous that you have one <laughs> I know I'm so lucky like awesome. oh my goodness I have yeah. I not only have a doctor but I have an amazing doctor female Female doctor, Dr. Morash. She's oh. awesome, and I love her. Oh, man, Dr. Morash, get at me. <laughs> I, I need you. Oh, my goodness. And so she, like, looked at me, and she just talked to me, and, like, she, um, her and I had our kids, like, around the same time, too. Oh, okay. So That's she really was, good. like, right there with me, and then she would, and she just looked at me like I wasn't crazy, mm. which was, I just needed that. Yes. And she was just like, it sounds like you have uh, postpartum, so let's come up with a plan. And it was just like, okay. Yeah, let's and just so, get to it. Let's get you better. Let's like, just let's do just it. F- figure out a way. Yeah. Wow. So she was like, um, "Are you open to medication?" Mm-hmm. And so she didn't force it on me. Oh, that's good. And I decided that I was going to try exercising and doing a routine and that kind of thing right. first. And it's funny because I thought that it was working so well until I realized that the way that I was still feeling was the way that other people felt when they realized they needed to go on medication and this was like me being like at my top like peak performance right <laughs> so it was kind of like oh mm. i'm really so so depressed <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so yeah so it wasn't until like six years after i started that i was diagnosed or five years after i was diagnosed that um i finally started on medication which was what i needed like i need 
that's it's been so effective for me and it doesn't make everything go away right but it lessens the pain it lessens it makes it manageable it makes it manageable it makes it something you can get out of bed at at least yes and then like and then wake up and just be like oh i can get out of bed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like wow and like in terms of everyone has different ways that i think depression manifests mm -hmm. in them yeah how did it manifest for you was it energy you just did you lack energy or was it I was like so no it wasn't like I lacked energy I lacked the will to live like I lacked motivation Mm. I was waiting until I died and it wasn't yeah and it wasn't like like honestly the way that I would comfort myself would be like well you're gonna die one day and then it will be over so yeah that is that's brutal yeah i'm like i feel like with me like it's such situational and seasonal Mm. i've been lucky to have never gotten to the point where i've felt suicidal um but i know a lot of people who have and i'm just like i don't know how you pull yourself out like it's it's so hard because like you just feel like you would just be doing everybody else a favor right like you're not thinking that people will really miss you. Like you're right because you right? feel so wor- worthless. You, you almost feel so think worthless. That it's yeah. gonna be a good thing. It would be a good thing. Yeah, and it's so, like, well, of course they'd be sad at first because mm-hmm. like it's always shocking when someone dies. But then it's kind of like, yeah, but um, then they wouldn't have to deal with me anymore. Right. The- like the mopey Ruth. And I do you think that that is something that women experience more. The fear of being an inconvenience. I kind of, yeah, I kind of think so. I kind of think so too, in a weird way. I feel like that's a woman thing. Like, like, we don't want to bug anyone. Yeah. We just want it all to be good. Yeah. It's like, I feel like the world's ending, but don't like, but I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Don't worry about it. Don't worry about me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We won't say I, and like when I first started telling people that I had depression, they were always so shocked because I was such a happy person. Because I threw all of this energy into just being like, ah, I'm so That's happy, something great. that I only recently really started realizing was like, if you look at, you know, all the comedians that have committed suicide. Like, yeah. Like, they're funny, happy people on the outside and they're really struggling on the inside. I think that that adds to it because you feel the pressure yes. to always be on. Yes. Or like to always be bubbly, to always be talkative, to always have energy. And like, would you say that are you, do you consider yourself like an extrovert? Or like a, I'm um, I'm an introvert, but I'm very good at being extroverted. Right. Yeah. So like, and you're obviously quite, I would say, bubbly. Yeah. From, I from think, having met you, I think I'm bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you you feel the pressure, and like when you're feeling that, you yeah. would feel the pressure. Like it's almost like you're choosing roles, like you're playing a part. Yes. Yeah. You're not being genuine to yourself. Not being genuine at all. No. Man. Oh man. And so. When you were in those, like, really dark times, so, like, the times that you said, like, you lost kind of, like, your, your will to live. Yeah. What would pull you out of it, or what would you do? And when I say pull you out of it, I just mean, like, for lack of a better word, not go through with it. I had a very close relationship with my grandmother. Oh, yes. You were talking about this. Yeah. yeah. And I talked to her at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And we, she always figured out a way to laugh about everything and it would be a genuine like oh I feel yeah that is so like that is so sucky 
and we're gonna and look I got had this thing happen to me and oh my goodness and like but it was just somehow funny it was just so funny like we found a way to just find it absolutely hilarious and then all of a sudden to each other you bonded related yeah so that was I would just Mm -hmm. I would think grandma would miss my calls and yeah and then like and and also like I was thinking like my kids don't know my annoying part of me well enough to not want me around like they want me around so I got to be around right yeah and then your, your grandma passed away right yes yeah so then it was like I lost my your person person so yeah and so I was very fortunate I did find other people like I did and the thing is like I want like Sean would be my person but the other thing is because he and I were married are married it was like I didn't want to always have that pressure on him I didn't I wanted him coming home to me to be a relief not something like yeah so I didn't want to be like work exactly Again, probably a woman thing. Probably a woman thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it, yeah. it truly is hard to change your way of thinking. It's very difficult. And it takes a long time and it takes a lot of putting yourself out there to do that. Yes. Um, and yeah. so the, you mentioned in your presentation that you were scared that he was going to leave you. Yeah. I, in fact, I was convinced he would. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was just waiting for it to happen. And then I told him about it, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, let's roll. Let's let's, let's do, do this. Yeah, let's let's your team. Yeah, he's 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 on your team. You know, like he's on my side. And then, um, and then when I uh, eventually got to the point where I was like, Sean, I got to go on medication. He was like, Okay, yeah, let's do this. Let's do and this. Yeah, like, it was just very different. And then right. when I finally went on medication, it was like. The clouds cleared. Yeah. And all of a sudden I could see things much more clearly as well. Like it was like, oh my goodness, I felt that way because of this. Mm. And like because of this paranoia and this paranoia kind of came out of nowhere. And this paranoia is tied back to something that happened in my childhood. And this, you You're know. like really like hyper self-aware of it. Yeah. And like so you're... being aware of it almost doesn't give it power. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so, I think that, that like, so you're still experiencing it and you're like, Okay, I'm experiencing this thing, but at least I know where it's coming from. Yes. Ding, it ding. Hey. <laughs> Yay, medication, self-awareness. Yay, medication and self-awareness. <laughs> it's you, so great. Did you do therapy at all? Like talk therapy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Did therapy. Lots of therapy. Yeah. I had some friends, like older friends that were like really great at sitting and talking with me about anything. So I oh, could tell awesome. them anything. Right. And they And they would be like... Nope, you're not crazy. <laughs> like, and that's such a thing. Like that, re- like the the fear of being considered crazy. Yes, and I haven't like even with depression, but even with um, you know, like just women in general. Like if they're in a situation with a guy that they might be nervous about something, or they might have an inkling, or or like they might think this person's being unfaithful to me, or this person's manipulating me, mm-hmm. and there's this fear. It's because they might make you feel like you're crazy, but you're not. And we're, we're terrified of being called crazy. We're terrified of being called crazy. Yeah. It's like a stigma. It is such a bad stigma. And that's one of the things I'm hoping to... Lesson. Lesson. With the podcast. With the podcast. It's all coming full circle. Yeah. And so you went on the medication and did the medication... 
did it help right away? Like almost like as soon as you went on it? Yes. Like, it started working? I was one of those lucky, lucky few that the medication started working the day I took Whoa, it. Whoa, the day of. Yeah. And I talked to my doctor about it after and I was like, is that like the placebo effect or does that actually happen? Mm. And she's like, it's rare, but yeah, it happens. It happens. So. Wow. And it's almost like, I think too, like the fact that you had a good relationship with your doctor mm. um, probably is speaks volumes for it because like i i happen to know of people who have gone on medication that their doses are all over the place and doctors don't really care and they're just writing a prescription and they're just and they're just being put on these things and then like all of a sudden like there's like unexpected weight gain and like and then it's oh and it's a struggle and it's a struggle yes and so i feel like that's a huge factor and it maybe she knew exactly because she knew you she knew what to put you on and what dose and what would probably work she was amazing and i did have to get it adjusted again a few months later because i was feeling great but was unmotivated so i was like going back to bed like i get the kids to school at like my two oldest to school and i grab owen and then i'd be like here's my phone watch something go to sleep yeah and so i talked to her about that and she's like aha then we should do this and then it worked great and like she was so she's so great yeah and is it just antidepressants that you're on or is it i'm on i'm on antidepressants and i'm on an antipsychotic and so i started taking the antipsychotic because uh it's more for the side effects which helps me not be so tired and unmotivated helps bring back the motivation and make me less tired okay gotcha but you know my the antipsychotic the antipsychotic antipsychotic it's a hard one to say (laughs) it's hard to say a lot psychotic is a hard word psychotic is it you have to think about every word too yeah you gotta think about it (laughs) you really so scary um and so my dad is schizophrenic and bipolar so um, i had like you know so i'm just kind of so i kind of am like oh well hey lisa you know if that's kind of carrying through i'll take care of it with this anyway <laughs> like go. i got yeah. a side effect and just in case right so, great wow and so you didn't have any like symptoms of psychosis or anything it was more the no it was more just for the effect effect and it was it was funny because after i started it i actually started to hear whispering which was like but i was able to be like nope that's just a fan that's running like in the other room or like but it would sound like whispering oh that's creepy yeah so i so then again i talked to my doctor about that and she was like yeah that can happen yeah it's but, like a flu shot like when you get the flu or you like you get the shot and then you get the flu yes yeah it was like that Holy but sh- but that went away oh uh, good so i don't hear whispering anymore oh thank god yeah because that was like a little bit like, like you're going to sleep and you're just like <laughs> i get that i get that because i get night terrors no really yeah how's that i actually haven't had one in a long time mm-hmm. but i i've had these things called like auditory like I mean, I don't really know if they're called, like, they're kind of like auditory night terrors. Like, I'll be drifting off into sleep. Yeah. And I'll be almost there. And then all of a sudden, I'll hear a, like, a whisper or a muffled voice. Ugh. And here's the creepy thing. Yeah. It's never English. I know! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really creepy. But I haven't had it in a while. And honestly, I only really have it when I'm, like, mega depressed and mega stressed and really not taking care of myself. And clearly, and also I discovered ASMR. Do you know what ASMR is? No. Okay, so it's, oh, crap, what's it stand for? I am going to look it up because I will butcher what what it stands for. So it's this thing that some people have 
um, in reaction to certain sounds or like visualizations. Okay. It kind of like relaxes you. So like if you ever have a sound that you like, if you really like the sound of waves or the sound of a fan or, but it's, it goes even further than that. Like it's like almost like they call it brain tingles. Okay. Like where it just like makes you feel good. And it stands for, let's look it up. Um, Brain tingles makes me think of when you play with your hair. That's also ASMR. Oh, seriously? That's one. Like, like, there's different triggers that they're called triggers. So, like playing with it, like getting your hair like braided or like played with. Yeah, that's an ASMR thing. So, if you really enjoy that, you might have ASMR. So, it stands for uh, autonomous sensory meridian response. And so, this is a big thing on YouTube now. A lot of there's a lot of YouTubers that do videos of like they'll whisper, but it's really relaxing. But yeah, no, like they, they do like really relaxing videos of whispering and like brushing the mic. And it's very, it's kind of weird. Like when you watch them, you're like, why is this so relaxing? And why do I like this so much? But if you like it, you have ASMR. Not everyone has it. Oh. Some people will w- listen to that or watch that thing and be like, no, 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 not for me, not for me. For me, it puts me to sleep. It actually like will calm me down and get me to a point where I can fall right asleep, which is something I've struggled with my whole life. Wow. I'm going to have to give that a try. You should try it. Because I've thought about hiring someone to play with my hair. (laughs) (laughs) How much are you going to pay? I'll do it. (laughs) Okay, I'll pay anything. (laughs) You have beautiful hair. Thank you. Um, No, no, yeah. It's like like I feel you on that. Because whenever I get my hair cut and I do the scalp massage. (gasps) Oh, yes. Best feeling. It's the best feeling i uh, yeah better than any other massage oh yeah and you know what and i get massages and there is part like where um like i get my head massaged and that and that i'll be like i'm done yeah. oh yeah yeah there's actually <laughs> asmr videos where you can just watch other people getting head massages and in a weird way it almost feels like <laughs> like you're, you're getting, getting it, it. Because you're watching it. Right. And trust me, guys, like, I know it sounds weird, like, the idea of watching videos like that. It seems a little bit weird. But once you get over the weirdness and you're, and you're just, like, in bed with your headphones by yourself, like, it's relaxing. So I highly recommend it. I might try that tonight. You should try ASMR. Yeah, just search, like, ASMR and, like, a bunch of people. Like, my favorite AS- They're called ASMRists at this point. Hey. Like, because there's so many YouTubers doing it. Really? Maybe. And so it's actually a community now. Maybe I should start my own YouTube channel. <laughs> we, we could start an ASMR. You just gotta whisper. You just gotta whisper and play really with each other's hair. And, like, rub the mic. Just rub it. ASMR <laughs> with Sarah and Ruth. ASMR. <laughs> this is gonna go viral. Because we could start an ASMR podcast. People could listen to it as they fall asleep. It's making me sleepy right now. See? Right? <laughs> And then I yell and ruin it. And I'm just like, ah! It's funny because with the ASMR videos, they're so relaxing and, uh, like, calming. Um, Sometimes I will be falling asleep to one video and it will go into another video. But then an ad will come on. And because I have my headphones up at full volume, because I'm getting the full, like, whispering, the ad will just be like... Well, hello, fresh. Is that a yeah? <laughs> and it's like you just—they re- shouldn't have ads on ASMR no. videos. It does all of it, but they gotta make that money. And they I gotta make that. Oh, right. Well, that's true. Aw, yeah, because because they do make Maybe. money off those ads, right? Yeah. So like, you know okay, when you watch yeah, a YouTube video money. and it has the skip ad function? Yep. I only I learned from my friend Moxie Munchies, who has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, that like I guess they make money for how long you stay on that ad before you click skip. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, I'll have to keep that in mind. Maybe I'll right? have to watch more ads. That's kind of what I thought too. I was yeah. like, maybe, like you know, for the people that I really care about. Yeah, like I, I want you to m- make money, like be paid for what you're doing. So exactly. yeah, exactly. I do want to bring up one thing. Yeah, because whenever I have a guest on, I, I usually stalk them on social media. Oh, okay. Um, you made a video, like you do little videos every now and then. Well, yeah. You'll talk about your day or something that you experienced. Yeah. And then you'll open it up and and be like, you know, did you guys ever experience this? And I think that is so cool, by the way. Oh, That's a great way you. to like get engagement and stuff. Oh, um, You made one that really resonated with me, which was the, you mentioned, um, do you ever feel um, scared that you're annoying? Yes. And yes. that when you said that, I was like... Oh man, do I ever feel that? Yeah. Is that something that you always felt or is that something that has come out of kind of being, you know, putting out the podcast and being more out there on social media and like, like, is is it connected to that or is it something that you've always felt? I've always felt it. Same. Why have you always felt it? Do you know? (sighs) I think because I'm louder. Yeah. And I'm a little more energetic than most people. I always feel like I'm annoying them. Ah. <laughs> uh, I find you endearing. Oh, thank you. I find you endearing. Oh, thank See, you. See, we found our people. We did. So we're a cult of happy, annoying people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's a weird thing because I think... Um, and uh, maybe it's not a woman thing. It could just be a person thing. But like you like you'll do something and it's it's genuine and it's you but then you'll you'll think back at it and go oh maybe not maybe i shouldn't have done that yes and you'll overthink yes overthinking is another one of my terrible weaknesses yeah oh i overthink oh it's and like what's like is there a solution i don't really know one like the overthinking so the overthinking one thing that i've started to do is that i'll interrupt myself mid-thought and be like nope this is the truth and I've had, I have people in my life that I trust enough mm-hmm. to tell me the truth. Right. So then I will interrupt my thoughts and be like, no, they said this. And that is true about me. And right. I, I also journal a lot. And Ooh. yeah, I do. Can and we talk so. About that? So what sure. are you, So what kind of journaling? Because I, I learned recently about bullet journaling, which blew my mind. What's do you that? know what that is? No. So like there's these like notebooks that are like, there's just dots. It's like a grid. But it's just dots and you can like a lot of people make like calendars or like day planners. Oh. Or like they'll like draw like their planner essentially. And apparently it's like really relaxing and it helps you get organized. Really? I tried it for a hot week and then I didn't keep up with it. <laughs> Sounds like something that I would do. <laughs> but that's something that do you journal every day? Do you Pretty physically much every write day. in a journal? Physically? Yes, I physically write. Yeah. Uh, so like not on your phone or anything. No. That's kind of, that's better, I think. Mm. Yeah. I find the process to be much more therapeutic. Yeah, the actual the writing. The actual writing. And do you just, do you write at the start of the day or the end? I like to write at the start of the day. I like to get up before the kids get up. So I try to get, ideally, in an ideal world, I would get up at five. Jesus. I know. And then, because, yeah. I'm looking at the camera because people people watching know, not a morning person. <laughs> but I also respect morning people because I'm like, you on it. Like, you're getting on it. You're going to conquer that day. Yeah, that's, like, how, that's how I feel when I get up early. I'm yeah. just like, when I've had my coffee and then the kids are waking up and I'm just like, I, got I can do this. Because you're giving yourself that time for you. Yes. It's so important. 
when I wake up and the kids wake up, I, I go insane. Yeah. Like I start like, because it's just like, give me a minute. Just let me go. The, I have to pee. Let me go pee. Like, <laughs> let me pee in peace. Let me pee in peace. <laughs> and I have a four year old. And so he just still doesn't really understand. Like, no, give me my privacy. Wait on the other side of the door. So I'll go into the bathroom. I'm peeing and he's standing in front of me being like, so mommy. And then he'll like be talking or whatever. And oh, I'm just no. kind of like. <laughs> Needing all the attention. This is where I am now. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. All of this, like, class I thought I had gone. Oh, I think you're still class. You, you chose red wine. Classy girl. Oh, well, thanks. I Here's actually, one that. of my questions, it's funny because you mentioned about, like, how crazy your day is when the kids wake up. I just wrote, how do you manage it all? And the reason I ask that is, do you work full time? No. Okay. So you're, but being a mom. More than a full-time job, so yeah, it's jumpins. Brutal. I, my mom was a full-time mom, so I it's Jesus. I can't yeah. imagine. Um, but you're dealing with three kids, yeah. And now you have, and then you also have your husband. So that's yeah. another aspect. You yeah. have some friends, probably. Yeah, you hang out with. And now you have a podcast. The podcast, and we have the Halifax Social Network. And you do you stuff with the Halifax Social Network. Halifax Social Network. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Do you, how do you manage it all? Like it's there's a lot of things going on, probably day to day. And different yeah. areas that you have to put your energy. This yeah. is something that I'm fascinated about recently because I feel like I'm constantly juggling like work life, social life, podcast, side hustle life. And then the one that I always forget, which is self-care. Self-care. Yeah. And I, and I feel like it always gets bumped to the bottom. Yeah, it does. I'm lucky because Sean's really good at making sure that I'm taking care of myself. Oh, good. Yeah. So like, did you eat today? <laughs> did you eat? And then he'll like, he'll do things like he'd be like, I booked you an appointment at the spa. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah. Oh, what's wrong with this guy? Is there anything <laughs> wrong with him? I don't know. I'll let you know when I figure it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> he seems perfect. He's wow. Kudos to you, Sean. That's that's real nice. Yeah. Wow. So he does things like that. And, like, um, there will be nights when, like, I when I've had just, like, an especially difficult day, maybe because I'm not in a great headspace. But And it seems like when I'm not in a great headspace, the kids pick up on it and they act out of it. Oh, interesting. They pick up on your energy? They totally do. Oh, wow. So then it's just, like, so they're more difficult that day, too. Of course. Yeah. Because they wouldn't <sighs> want to make it easier on you, right? No, they could never do that. My <sighs> oldest, she's at the stage now where she's, like, she picks up on it and she understands, like, no, it means mom's having a hard time, so I need to be... Wow respectful of that and give her an easier time yeah but the boys are still like they don't quite understand like how to flip it so they're just kind of like hey we're all in a bad mood cool (laughs) (laughs) how close together in age are all all of them zoe and jackson are two and a half years apart and jackson and owen are a year and a half apart so they're all pretty close they're all pretty close yeah wow yeah wowza so and what else do you do for you like what other things do you do just for Ruth like other than op- your podcast obviously which is very much you thank you and um I imagine a good outlet creative outlet yes oh yes which really absolutely helps. yes is there a, like what do you do for fun what do you what's your guilty pleasure like thing that you do when the doors are shut and it's just you and you're yeah. home alone and it's just me and I'm home alone yeah what would you do you watching uh, any trashy reality tv are you I I like watching um I like watching Nashville. So it's not trashy oh, okay. reality TV, but There's, I like that. It's a show that you It's like. a show that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. See, I'm trying to think and like lately You're like I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the other week I went out with my friend Rachel who's awesome and like it was at like 
I was having a rough time and so Sean was just like go out with your go out with Rachel mm. stay at her place overnight mm. like don't worry about it and then um just come home in the morning right. so I was like okay so we went so we just we just hung out and we went to um this like hole in the wall bar that's behind the good robot the one like the good robot but it's like the hidden bar oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. and we sat in a booth we had some wine and then we just talked and unloaded and i think that that was really good for me because i was able to just like be in a safe place yeah. and unload everything just say everything every paranoid stupid thought that i've had yeah. or like everything that i'm just really frustrated with and i don't even really understand why i'm frustrated with it like you have to be able to like be frustrated and just to have a place that you can just get that out. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because then, your show, and I want to ask you about this, because your show is you interview people. Yeah. I haven't listened to like the first couple earlier ones, but have you ever um, done an episode about your story? About I your... yet. Not yet. I think maybe I will. I have, I have another friend who kind of joked. I was like, would you be my podcast? And she's like, only if I interview you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think that would be good because because like I mean I, I know with me like I interview people too and it's like bits of my story come out here and there yes but it must feel good because you know to have that moment with your friend because you're getting it out yeah it's not on a mic but you're it's getting not, it out but I'm getting it out and yeah. it feels really good yeah yeah and like and with your guests like do you um do you talk about what you're gonna ask beforehand you kind not of really. We because they're we friends, do, right? Yeah, they're generally friends. Although right. I have interviewed actually, actually, <laughs> I've interviewed quite a few people that I didn't know until we were, got together and we were like, "Let's do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I meet with them beforehand. We talk for about an hour or so, and then we kind of get to know each other. And right. and then it's just kind of like, okay, so whatever you want to share, like I make sure that they know that they're the person driving yeah. the conversation. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't especially with the subject matter. Well, exactly. I don't want them to feel like they're forced to share anything that they don't don't want to share right and right. so far like it's just been really awesome like everyone has been so open so awesome in and well-spoken like yeah. I've been really impressed by just how well-spoken everyone has been and yeah it's gone really well it's it's really really good yeah I'm loving it um what was the other thing oh yeah so before we turn on the mics we we're in the kitchen and we we're talking about about this because both of our shows are very personal yeah and uh get into the nitty the nitty-gritty nitty-gritty the nitty-gritty stuff yeah is there anything and probably bits of your story will probably come out over the span of your podcast i imagine yeah. it'll come out here and there and unless you do the interview with your friend which you should do <laughs> You should do that, interviewer. Yeah, I should. Um, I totally should. <laughs> Especially yeah. with a friend, because if they know you, like that would be a good interview. That would be a good interview. I totally that. should do that. Um, Angela. A- Angela, get on this. Yeah. Interview her. <laughs> is there, um, how do you, and this is something that I always wonder too, mm-hmm. where's the, because you're posting videos of yourself too on the, yeah. on the Instagram, and you're talking about things that have happened to you, you're talking about specific things, you're opening conversations, which is yeah. amazing. Thanks. But that opens it up for people to come at you yeah, with their story and their problems. Yeah. And we were talking in the kitchen about how it's draining, but in a good way. Yes. Yes. So, like, when we use the word draining, we don't necessarily mean, like, like, oh, my God. Like, you're a therapist and you're taking your work home with you. Right. It's more of a, wow, like, we just had a very intense conversation about some personal stuff. Yeah. So, is there a line for you? Is there things that you think I'll never do that or I'll never open up that part of my life to people because it's a very personal podcast it is a very personal people podcast. are gonna get to know you and like feel comfortable with you yeah I want to know things about you that's yeah you make good points 
I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe there, I mean, like, to be honest, yeah, there will be things that I'm just kind of like, no, that's just for me. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's good that you know that going into it. Rather oh, than you. like, you know, spewing it out and then being like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have kept that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which Sarah has done. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you're already on it. But but you're helping people with your podcast. And that must feel real, real good. It's such a privilege. Like, yeah. honestly, it feels fantastic. And But it's also like, I just really hope that I help someone. You yeah. Know? Like, well, because I think that if people are listening to these conversations, um, even though they're not on the mic with you or with, like, in the interview physically, mm-hmm. they feel like they're part of it. You know? Like, yeah. You know, and, you know, people listen to podcasts while they're doing dishes or they're driving to work like god knows what they're doing when they're listening yeah but like you're finding a way to connect with people and to make them feel not alone and that i think that's the biggest thing that's yes with, with so, what you're doing yes yeah because you're talking about stuff that is it's heavy stuff yes but there's a positive spin on it and that's why it's optimistically depressed right yeah how did you come up with the title? Like, I mean, it's a simple, con- like, it's a great concept and stuff. But was there a moment that you were like, that's the title? Yeah. I was sitting in my living room. I was journaling. And I was thinking about, I was thinking back on some, uh, an extraordinary experience that I had on in October. So, yeah. like, we met, like, Sean and I met, like, a really awesome guy that was, uh, like, turned into a really great friend who's, like, he lives in New York and, um he's kind of like more he's better known like he's a better known name and so and we got to see into his life and he kind of opened up and he was actually quite transparent with us about his life and he was so inspiring because it was like um it was like we didn't know him too well but then all of a sudden but he was just so honest and real and it was very it was very um Comforting? Word? It was comforting yeah, yeah, and yeah. freeing. Yeah. It was liberating. Like yeah. having conversations with him, like it was very, it was very liberating. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And That's so, so cool. yeah, like just an extraordinary person. And so I was thinking back on that and I was thinking about like how, like I want to do something with this and like I want to recreate that feeling. And mm. I was thinking back on like my life and where I've come from and where I want to be going and what kind of person I am and I just felt and then it was just like I'm optimistically depressed yeah you have hope I have a hope there's hope yeah and it's a thing and I think too it's it's putting it's putting it out there that mental illness is not something that you just overcome and you get rid of no it's something you deal with every day Mm -hmm. and it's the hope and the and the strength yes that keep you going that keeps you going yeah and you're being optimistic you're you're admitting that this is a thing that exists and it exists and it friggin' sucks sometimes yes but but you're you're just you're going yeah and Onwards i can make enough. something yeah and i can make it i can make something of it you can make something of it like optimistically depressed the podcast. <laughs> like the podcast. and you're enjoying the podcast like what about the podcasting process are you re- like are you having fun with that i really am yeah i am yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and yeah. i don't know much like i'm not techie mm-hmm. so sean has been teaching me a lot today Good. i set up the podcast and did all that all by myself for the first Dude, time yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> setting things up like we just use garage band right yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. so like and but like we use two mics and i don't know whatever you're clicking all these buttons and then like yeah you test it and then you're kind of adjusting the gain or whatever anyway i did it and <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out when the podcast comes out if it if the sound quality is any good oh but. i think it's great <laughs> I think, I think it sounds really, really good. Since we started doing it in the closet, really. Oh my god! Out. A lot of people talk about that. The podcasting from the closet thing. From the closet, yeah. yeah it's acoustics amazing. in there is really, really good. It's really good. Do you find that the podcast has helped you in terms of um, uh, dealing with like your your specific mental health? Yes, day to day. Yes, yeah. Because like the people that I'm meeting and interviewing too have such great advice. Right. I find them all inspiring. Yeah. So it's been so helpful because I've found myself reciting things that they have said when I'm feeling down right. or having doubts or whatever. I'm just thinking about them. Like so it almost starts like said. a therapy session for them, but then it, but it's like, but then it, it turns it around. For me. Yeah, that's happened to me too. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh shit. I, I just realized a bunch of things about myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They say something and you're like, oh, you're looking into my soul. <laughs> yep. Power of podcasting, baby. Yes. It's what it it's is. It's amazing. Because, yeah. And yes. I think, and that's kind of another thing I wanted to bring up with social media because I feel like in a weird way, even though podcasting is um, obviously like you're recording something, you're packaging it and putting it out into the internet. Mm-hmm. So there's a social media aspect to that. It is a hour or two of time where we haven't looked at our phones. The only time I looked at my phone was to look up what ASMR is. Yeah. So like you're putting your phone away and you're you're face to face with somebody. Yes. And, and I don't want to use the word force, but like you're encouraged to have a damn conversation. To have a yes, to like have a conversation. In person, not yes. on apps and not on text. Yes. So I think that's that's nice. that really helps too. Yeah. Cuz like what and and with and maybe um your guests, like I know with me I've had guests on where I'm like I don't think we would have had this conversation if it wasn't for the podcast. Yes. You know, yes. if there wasn't like a reason to do it mm-hmm. or an yeah. intent behind it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone that, oh, here's a question. Yeah. Anyone you want, any, anyone in the world, is there, do you have a dream guest? Yes. Ooh, who? Adrian Grenier. Who's this? Adrian Gren- or Grenier. Okay. Who, give me, I don't know who he is. He's our friend. <laughs> he's Adrian, friend I was talking about before. He's, so he's, have you ever seen Entourage? Oh my god, is he the main guy in Entourage? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, that's the guy? Yeah. Oh wow. So I hope cool. one day, maybe one day, but he's really like he's busy. <laughs> but, he's in New York, but or do you say my touch? dream one day? Do you say in touch? Yeah. <gasps> I know, I know. It's cool. It makes me feel cool. My mind is I just got like, my job. I know. Well it's like it makes me feel cool, but it's also like because he's a great person. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 like yeah. if he was a jerk, I wouldn't be so interested in staying in touch with him. That is really good to know that he's a great person. I yeah, always he's worry a great about person. like celebrities or like famous people because I'm like, do I want to meet you and talk to you and find out you're a jerk? Yes. And-, and one thing, one thing that he actually told us, like when we were talking one night, he's like, don't meet, don't meet your hero, they will disappoint you. That's a thing. I feel. Yeah, yeah and so, but uh, if anyone's hero is Adrian. They'll probably they'll probably be okay. That's fascinating. So we, yeah, I would love yeah get on her podcast, Adrian. Yeah, but we'll give him time because wow. he's got to he's got things that he's, he's doing. Busy. He's busy. He's saving the world. Wow. But he's maybe, doing. He's saving the oceans. Like he oh has, really? Yeah. I didn't, see, I didn't see. And then this is stuff that I never knew about him. Yeah, Lonely Whale so, is his um, a thing an organization that he has started, 
and it's he's saving the oceans he's saving the world that is so cool yeah i love it when you hear celebrities doing stuff like that you're like you're using your powers for good yes your powers and your money yes um i do have another another and it is again in regards to another one of those instagram videos because you also made a video about um being complimented by men yeah and feeling like that you liked it but then you felt guilty yes for liking it yes i feel that way all the time yeah it's this weird like culture right now where i don't know if i can word it correctly but with feminism where it's like there's this there's this image of feminism and if you're not with that you're not a feminist yeah and kind of like like you need to respond to cat calls by being mad at all times yeah in a weird way but like that's just not the case right and like the other thing was like it just it felt like like i mean i've been i've been i've gotten attention that made me feel really uncomfortable and like made me be like you're a jerk right because it's like what do you what are you expecting to get from me when you when you treat me that way like you're treating me like like you know when it's like hey honey you want to come you know do blah 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 and you're just like what like really (laughs) yeah 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 that's insulting that's rude don't talk to me like that i'm worth more than that that's and that but this guy was like you're real pretty you know yeah and it was like thanks thank you i know so nice like and like he wasn't like he was just giving a compliment it was nice but that just goes to show that there's gray areas they're gray areas and it's not black and white like like there's areas of which that it's okay and and then there's others where it's very much so not yeah but, like, men shouldn't be, I don't think men should be terrified to do stuff like that. I know. And, and it, it kind of makes me sad that we're in this culture now that they that they are. They feel scared of it, yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, like, I, you know, you should feel scared to treat somebody, to treat anybody poorly or, like, yeah. they're not worth a, anything, you know? Right. Like, I think, but, you know, to pay someone a compliment and, you know, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, you're not going to know if they're necessarily intelligent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you can't yeah. just like walk up it, to someone and be like, you're really smart. You're, you're, you're 100. And it, it's kind of like Tinder in a way. Like people say how Tinder is so shallow and stuff. But I mean, if, if you're walking by someone on the street, it would be the same. Yeah. Like, you would look at them and say, I'm either into it or I'm not. Yeah. And I've definitely had people that have become more attractive as I've gotten to know them. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like and people who've gotten much less attractive as I've gotten <laughs> to know them. Yeah. Bounce back effect on that. Yes. Holy smokes. But like, you know, what like and I see another thing though that I've had people talk about, I've heard people talk about and I think is a very good point is that we do tend to kind of in a certain way reflect what's inside outward. Yeah. So there are some people, especially, that seem to kind of do it more than others. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, you're just like, wow, there's something very attractive about you. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole. Maybe. So maybe that's something that some people can kind of pick up on when they're passing someone on the street. I don't know. I'm now. That's very very true, though. I wonder. I'm I'm glad you made that video because because I, I don't think women should feel bad about enjoying a compliment. Yeah. And I think that that's something. We already have enough that we feel bad about. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. But that leads me into my other question, which is confidence. Yeah. Because, like, to me, I feel like you are, you seem to be a very confident person. Oh, thank but you. But I also know that confidence is tricky because you can look at someone from the outside and, and say, she's confident or he's confident. And then, like, I've had it said to me, and I'm like, I'm really not. 
<laughs> I really, really, I'm so and it, this theme has come up on the show many times, which is the fake it till you make it philosophy. Yeah. Do you abide by that at all in any way? In certain situations, yes. Mm-hmm. But in other situations, such as being like the need to be open about like how you're feeling and like that kind of stuff, no. Right. But I think like, like sometimes I'm just in situations where. I've had to psych myself up beforehand because I know that I'm going to feel insecure when I'm in that situation. And so then I'm kind of like, okay, in this situation, it's going to be appropriate to fake it until I make it because it's really, I'm faking it, but actually behaving in the way that I know I actually am in order to bring out who I am. To bring it, to almost catalyst it. Yeah. Interesting. Do you ever do like self, like what about self-talk? Because I feel like I totally do self-talk. Do you? Like, oh, do you pump, yourself, pump yourself up? I like, do. Yeah, you're yeah. awesome. You can you're do awesome. this. You, yeah, I uh. do like, I've been, there have been times and it's usually when I'm really depressed, but I'll look in the mirror and I'll say things like, I, the most recent thing was I've looked in the mirror and I've said, you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. You're not crazy. It's, it's very simple, but it's that makes total sense. Yeah. And I've also yeah. looked in the mirror and said things like, uh, you're worth time. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and huge. yeah. And then that's, and then me being able to do that has made me able, more able to go to somebody and talk to them. Right. I have one friend who, what? You've primed yourself. I've primed myself. Yeah. For like getting out there. Yes. I love that. It was so great. And yeah, I have one friend that, uh, is, uh, such a dear friend that I meet every now and then to talk about some like some deeply philosophical stuff and I the morning that I was actually going to be meeting him for something I was looking in the mirror telling myself I wasn't crazy because I was feeling crazy over something and then we got together and then I ended up telling him I was like I um yeah I've been feeling like I've been feeling crazy right and then he and then he looked at me and he was like you're not crazy and it was just like I love that like it was I so love that val- like it's like validation but it's good but it's, it's good. really good validation yeah gosh damn yeah Whew. <laughs> <laughs> so I also want to I'm also curious about like your kids and yeah. your parenting style and Oof, yeah especially now with your podcast where you're you're talking very openly about mental illness um and they're they're still pretty young but do you have um a plan in terms of how you or maybe you already have uh talked to them about being de- yeah and feelings and yep yeah we've have oh, yeah we talked to them about that they know the kids know that i'm the kids know that both of us are on medication sean i know sean wouldn't care if i said that he's on medication right. as well so the kids know that we're both on medication we've talked to them all about how we have depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and how it doesn't label you as a weak person or it doesn't define who you are but it's something that you do deal with and it's something that we try to be open with them I kind of hope that by talking about it casually it will be something that just like when they get older and like new things come up they won't be just shocked right they'll like, be a little more prepared. Be like, yeah they'll just kind of be like oh yeah yeah that's a thing yeah that exists yeah and yeah. like I've talked to them about my dad like with his mental illness and just how like sometimes um, like sometimes I'll have conversations with him on the phone and I want to be there for him, but it can be, it can be difficult because he will believe things that just really aren't true. And like, he's told me things like, you know, like, I don't feel any love for you. And like that hurts. 
and but the other, and so then I have to be like no you love me <laughs> like which is like and like it's just it can be right. it like I'll hang up the phone and I'll just be like I have nothing right and like uh, but like and you know just on the and on the days that I'm feeling a little bit more vulnerable anyway I'm just kind of like my daddy doesn't love me <laughs> like uh. you know <laughs> so my daughter is especially susceptible my son my um, oldest son is starting to become more like aware of that and oh, yeah. they'll so they'll be like what's going on and so then I'll just explain to them well this is what's going on you know my dad has schizophrenia bipolar and he'll say something he'll say some things to me that aren't true but right. they still hurt my feelings right and so they and so they're like I like I think they're very emotionally intelligent. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and it's probably because you are putting that on the table at such a young age. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because that that's that was unheard of when I grew up. My family. Like, oh yeah, we didn't like talk about that. Yeah, no, we we only talked about it because it was what my dad had, and I was right. convinced that that was so. If anyone had a mental illness, it was like that was it. That was the end of your life. Oh wow. So. Like, yeah, there's so many spectrums of it. And that's that's something yeah. that, that I, I think we're shown the extremes. Yes. We're, we're shown the very happy people who are perfect. Yes. And then we're shown the people who are, like, the extreme degree of mental the illness. The extreme, yes. We don't so much always talk about the in-betweens. Yeah. And the people who deal with it every day that maybe aren't saying it. Maybe, and maybe you don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, th- yes. I just feel like everyone has experienced it at least once. You've got to. Like, it's just such a common thing. Yeah. And so, like, no one should feel alone and everyone should feel like they can talk about it. Yes. To anybody. Well, I mean, like, anyone you trust, obviously. Right. Don't talk yeah. about it with yeah. people you don't trust. Right. Um, but, like, it, it, people should know that. Yeah. And they should know the degrees. And, but also that, but also, like, that every degree is important. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, each one needs to be worked with. Yeah. And it has to be, like, a, it has to be a, uh, a daily thing that you work on every day. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it takes effort. You have to, yeah, you have to put in that effort every day to, to sort through it. And Ugh. it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. So you do journaling. Is there anything yeah. else you do to kind of help you? I mean, obviously the medication is huge, right? Um, is there anything else you do to help you on a day to day basis? Yeah. Okay. So some of the things that I do to help myself are, are like I exercise. I I do like running. I love that. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, I say I like running. I hate running, but it's like the exercise that I least hey, hate yes. the least. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I think maybe once you're in the running. Yeah. And then you'll and like enjoy it. Yeah. And like, yeah, I've been yeah, doing yeah. it for so long now that it's like I'm just used to it. And yeah. so and I get to watch. we have a treadmill. Ooh. So I get to watch TV while I run. Ooh, double duty. Right. Hell so yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I do a bit of weight like or body like um whatever shaping sculpting yeah some of that yeah <laughs> the, that stuff yeah and I don't yeah. know anything about that <laughs> I don't know I just do it <laughs> what it's called um, do you go to the gym or do you do it at home I do it all at home oh, I don't God. like going to the gym oh yeah frag the gym yeah, no, not a fan no not no a fan. um and that way I don't have to shave <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess you don't have to shave when you, you don't go to the have gym to leave either, the house. But I don't have to do it. Yeah. I don't have to do any of that junk. I can just be like, hey, 
<laughs> roll out of bed. Do you do it in your living room, your bedroom? Do you have like a space for it at home? Or? We have a space for it down, yeah, downstairs. Oh, that's, good. that's good. Yeah. A designated area. Yep. Yeah. So is it a beautiful free area? Are the kids loud? No, they come in. Oh, yeah. So I'll there so many times I'll be like running and then they'll like come in and they'll be like, Ooh, fun. And they'll like bring out their toy cars and like start throwing them on the treadmill. Oh, no. And I'm like, no, no, don't do that. That is giving you a challenge. <laughs> yeah. You watch where you step. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So exercise, dangerous. exercise is really, truly huge because those endorphins can really, really help. Oh my goodness. Yes. It, oh yeah, it helps. And I, so yeah, I do that. And then I have people I talk to and I, you know, and I read a lot of like books that make me feel good. Ooh. Do you have any recommendations for books? Like, do you read self-help books? I, I do. I just okay. started getting into it. Because those are the only ones that I read. So feel free to recommend anything. Really? Well, I just, I listened, I, I read Lean In by okay. um, Sandberg. What's her first name? I always forget her first name, but she's the COO of Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it, it's, I guess maybe it's not so much self-help, but I felt it helped me. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah. And I'm reading, currently reading You Are a Badass. I've heard about this book i really yeah, like it i yeah. totally love it i do is and it it's just like, very like kind of motivating you to get on your stuff or like pretty much yeah. like just how to like own who you are oh i like that yeah i really like i really like it and just mm-hmm. like to basically like you know like this fear that you can have where like you feel like you're doing well and then you're like well when's the other shoe gonna drop yes yeah i hate that feeling i hate that feeling too and i carry it with me and so now i'm starting to be like no good things can happen and good things can oops good, good things can just happen you yeah. know like and, and they then can be good and you can enjoy and they them can be good and yes just enjoy it mm-hmm. and so i need to get so it talks it addresses that kind of thing it addresses there being a higher power Ooh. like like i so i believe in god like i mean i went to bible college right but um yeah and so i i like the way that she kind of acknowledges it though because it's in a from a point of view that i have not really been introduced to before Mm. and i really like it it's really good and um yeah so i'm reading that and then i'm also reading a place called the places that scare you the places that scare you Ooh, okay um, that sounds intriguing. Yeah, and it's about it's like uh, written by uh, this woman. She's a Buddhist, and so I think she's a Buddhist monk. Okay, uh, maybe. Ooh. And so anyway, but it's like so it's written from a Buddhist pr- perspective. Fascinating, and it's and it talks about addressing your emotions your feelings Mm -hmm. and sitting with them and how to sort through them and i've found that to be so helpful right yes because you you must notice a difference from now and 17 the 17 year old girl who was in the abusive relationship yes like you've probably come leaps and bounds eh? huge yes but nothing happens overnight none of it happens overnight it's so much work it's so much work. It's so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's not easy at all. And it's the best thing that I have ever done for myself. Yes. Working, all on, but working on yourself. Working on myself. Because that's the most, I mean, it's cheesy to say, but it's, it's, most, it's the most important relationship in your life. It is. Because it's the relationship it, with yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to like you have to work on yourself. It's not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's important because it helps you bring more to everyone else exactly yeah exactly and 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 don't be ashamed of doing it no because there's there's a lot of people that i kind of see or observe and i think 
like god you'd be so much better if you just took some time for you yeah and to work on you and it's gonna suck and it might be painful but like just do it and you'll yeah. be in a better place yeah like and i it makes me so sad when i see people who have this mentality of like i'm a martyr right and it's just like, oh, I haven't had a time, like a minute to myself since I don't even remember when, like years. And I feel yeah. like, like, what's a bubble bath? Ha ha ha. And it's just kind of like, I feel so sad for you. Like, this is so important. Yeah. And you're draining yourself and slowly killing yourself. You know what's another one? Yeah. You can sleep when you're dead. Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah. You're not a hustler if you want eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I need my eight hours of sleep. Which, trust me, like, I, I've had my nights. And yeah. I know it, I know it isn't good. And I make those decisions and I always regret them yeah. <laughs> um but like don't be ashamed to self-care yeah jesus like, right don't do that don't do that to yourself like and that's so and then it's like it's like having a problem and choosing to embrace the problem and just be like yeah but i'm gonna just keep with this problem because it makes me feel proud like yeah, exactly. don't do that you're not helping anybody and frankly you're annoying other people <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's you really are a, you're the annoying person that I am afraid of being. <laughs> I love it when people think you'll cave to them. Like they'll say things like, "Ah, no, stay up. You you can sleep when you're dead." And then you're like, "No, I'm going to bed." Like, <laughs> yeah. Nope. And you give it right back to them and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> like you don't back down from it. Yes. Which always- getting a backbone is a huge thing. A huge thing. I still don't fully have one, but I'd say that it's like it's developing. It's developing, and it's it feels so great. Upright-ish. It's getting upright-ish. Yeah, yeah. How do you stand up for yourself? Are you somebody who, like, I feel like again, I'm, I keep going back to the, the the woman thing, but we always tend to we might come off as passive aggressive because we're trying to be nice. Yeah. While we're while we're standing up for ourselves, rather yeah. than just being like no yeah <laughs> or like being a little more forward do you find that that's like do you have a style in terms of how you express when you have to stand up for yourself i tend to uh be try to be funny about it same yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and then re- very very recently i've started to just be like look i love you and i don't want to hurt you I but this is how I'm feeling and I wouldn't be I would be doing both of us a disservice if I wasn't saying this Same yeah yeah I've been trying that approach and it's so far it's gotten really great reviews <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten five star review on iTunes yes. please <laughs> rate and review <laughs> that's fast yeah the humor thing is something I do too because yeah. I get, I struggle with people thinking I'm dumb. Me too. Yeah. And that's a tricky one, especially when it's friends or people that you know. Mm. And that that can be even trickier. Like, I find I'm, with strangers, I'm fine. Yeah. But when it's a friend, like, it, it kind of hurts more because you're like, you should know me better to know that, like, I do know what I'm doing. Yes. And you don't yeah. have to, like, make it seem like I'm an idiot. Yeah, and I always approach it as like, "Hey guys, like you know, <laughs> I know I may seem dumb, but I'm not." Like, and I kind of make it a joke like that. Yes, and yep. I kind of put it back on that. It usually makes them feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, but again, like, what are you gonna do? Ask questions to people. Don't yeah, assume. Don't assume. Ugh. Biggest, yeah. Biggest takeaway. Yeah, I usually do a thing where I'm like, I'm like, what? Stop talking to me like that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> the pitch goes up a bit. The pitch goes up high. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah! Let me 
bastard. I should try that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody who's like listening with like headphones, you earphones, back, right you then. You, you I totally, back. I did. Okay, yeah, good. I'm getting better at that too. My my AV to... friends keep telling me that I'm too loud on this show. So yeah, I'm trying to. I I can be unpredictably loud, and I I think <laughs> I think I can be kind of explosive sometimes. I'm trying to like not do that. No, we're the same. Don't okay, worry. cool. My listeners are used to it. So all right. <laughs> But Ruth, we're at an hour 45, so we will wrap it up. But I want to say thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my goodness. This Thank was you lovely. Thank so much for having yeah. me. Will you come on Optimistic <gasps> Press? I would love to. Really? Yes. Ah! I would love to. My, my experience with depression is kind of crazy because, like, it isn't the extreme, and I've never been medicated. But like, it's something that um, it's something that I'm thinking about doing. So it's kind of an actually cool time to do it because I'm, yes, you know, I'm wanting to get in. I'm wanting to do the self work and all that. I would love to come on. Oh, yay! Oh, yay! I'm nervous too, but I'll totally do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're. I, I love what you're doing. Everyone, subscribe to Optimistically Depressed on everywhere, right? Yeah, it's mostly everywhere. Yeah, uh, iTunes, Google Play. Are you on uh, Spotify? I'm on Spotify. That's hip and cool with all the kids these days. I know it's become the cool thing. And check out her website; it's lovely. Thank you. You got and a website, you, social media. Yep. Where can they find you? You take it away. At optimistically depressed. I'm also um, at Ruth Hailstone. H a i l s t o n e. Follow her Instagram because she posts really pretty pictures. Oh. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the social media game is real good with you because oh, you get wow. you get comments on your pictures. I get comments. Like people, yeah. people, people talk to you. Yeah, stuff. they do talk to me. I love it. That's that's awesome. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Killing it, killing it. Oh, you're you're so lovely. Thank you. Yeah, this was a blast. So everyone, follow Ruth and keep up to date on her. Yes, please do. It would make me feel really great. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing so good. But thanks so much. And my guests always have to end the episode with a bell ring. Okay. So ring. The- oh, wait. Actually, before mm. we do a bell ring, I'm going to bring back something that I used to do, which is um, at the end of the episode, I like to do a hashtag. Okay. In case people, you know, made it through the whole episode. You know, we're all, you know, we're almost at an hour 50. So people made it to this point. They're the troopers. They are the troopers. Thank you so and much. And they can then comment on this post wherever I post it. With the hashtag. Oh. To let us know that they listen to the whole thing. What nice. should our hashtag be for this episode? Hashtag red wine. Hashtag red <laughs> wine. That's a good one. Or red, wait, red wine. What, what, what could go with red wine? Red wine, purple lipstick. I'm wearing purple lipstick. <laughs> red wine, purple <laughs> lipstick. That's the hashtag. And Ruth, ring that Dang! Oh. You know what I want to do? I want to put like a like a, a fire effect on that. That was a hell of a bell ring. Oh my Thank gosh! You so much. Thank you so Killed much. Killed it! That could have been the best bell ring that has ever happened on this show. Oh my goodness! <laughs>